This is Look Who Showed Up. Number 13, The Home Confinement Episode. And it features Ian Abramson, Valerie Brayman, Tony Kameen, Shuli Cowan, Jimmy Dore, Al Ducharme, Mark Fight, Dana Gould, Chris Hobbs, Jackie Cation, Brian Kiley, Karen Kilgareth, Paul Kozlowski, Kathy Ladman, Wendy Liebman, Alyssa Lynn Paris, Ron Lynch, Jane Morris, Martin Olson, Susie Nakamura, Rick Overton, Bernadette Polly, Eddie Pepitone, Kenneth Rogerson, Chuck Sklar, Mike Timpson, Jim Turner, David Earl Waterman, Will Weldon, Stephen Alexander Leo Wright, Steph Zamorano. And now we take you to Paul Kozlowski's apartment at this very moment. Rick Overton, Kathy Ladman, Al Charm, and Bernadette Polly, welcome to my court-ordered home confinement party. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? Hey, nice, nice bracelet. bracelet. It's, it's not an ankle bracelet. It's a it's a wrist bracelet. Well, it's an ankle bracelet. I'm wearing it on my wrist. Oh, I like that. The thing on the ankle too. It kind of match. It matches the bracelet. Well, you know me. I like to accessorize. Did Did you move it yourself? Yeah, I kind of slipped out of it. But I, you know, I'll sometimes whenever I like go out to a movie or uh, you know restaurant or anything, uh, when I get back, I slip it back on. So, yeah. You know. Wow. That, yeah. Is that heavy? Yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of heavy. Well, I guess that's the price you pay when you get home confinement. Well, what'd you do? Uh, I, I smashed up my neighbor's uh, garden gnomes. So uh, here we go again with you, man. What What was the point of that? What Why did you What did you get angry at the gnomes for? Well, I'm pitching this show about Law and Order, but uh, I've never really dealt with the law, so I just figured I'd get some hands-on research. Oh. Plus, I didn't like the way those little fuckers were looking at me. See, that's what happens when you use <laughs> when I use gnome powder. <laughs> yes, that's right. What we all hopped up on. Come on, man. Be straight with me, man. I'm one of those, come on, man. I can talk. I can rap with you, man. Come on, man. Be honest with me. What are you hopped up on, man? Let me look in your eyes, man. Hug me, man. I learned it from you, Dad. So so how long are you supposed to be wearing this? Ah, uh, tonight. Get it off at, at midnight, so that's what the party's for. Oh! Yeah. Coming off at midnight. All right. Great. Now, does somebody come here and take it off of you, or how does that work? Or do You, you know what? I probably should have asked. I better go make a call to find out. Excuse me. It's open. Hey, look who showed up. You. And you're with Chuck Sklar and David Waterman and Alyssa Limparis. Hi. I, so so sorry to hear, but so glad to be here. Uh, Paul, listen, this is this is a new one for even for you, even by your standards. I don't know what's going on with you, man. I, it's that cop show I've been trying to pitch. I'm exploring the gritty underbelly of the justice system. You know, I, I have to imagine you would have gotten off with a warning if you hadn't, if you hadn't tried to pants the security guard. <laughs> it was the bailiff. The bailiff, the bailiff. Yeah, and he, he had it coming. Well... I think you would have probably gotten off with just a, a slap on the wrist if you hadn't slapped the judge on the wrist. <laughs> Chuck, if you want to get to know Johnny Law, sometimes you got to get in his face. Well, I just want to say thanks for, you know, keeping my name out of it because... Uh, actually, Dave, I, I couldn't remember your name at the time. Otherwise, it would have been Rat City. Oh, I brought this, by the way. It's a, it's a puzzle. Oh, thank you. Yes, and a few pieces are missing, but I'm still, I'm on the hunt for them. How thoughtful. Or thought halfful. What compelled you to defend yourself? I mean, you, you, you could have gotten like a public defender. Once again, it's my unfamiliarity with, I thought it was a public offender. And I thought to myself, who's more offensive than me? I can do that. And, and speaking of offensive, I'm still trying to get into the mind of a delinquent. Excuse me. Hello? Is your refrigerator running? Well, you better catch it before it gets out of your house. I swear to God, if you call this number one more time, I will find you and I will have you killed. 
How'd it go? How'd it go? It was good. Did, I she, think. did she laugh? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I never. I never listened to the. Once the yelling starts. Yeah. So anyway, oh, there's the door again. Jimmy Door, Stephanie Zamorano, Karen Kilgariff, and Jackie Cation. Welcome. Hey. Wow. What's it feel like to get court ordered home confinement? I am loving it. How about this bracelet, huh? Well, I, it's it's nice what you've. I like that you bedazzled it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when life gives you lemons, bedazzle them. Now, Paul, did you uh, actually even need that? Because you don't leave the house that much anyway. Ixnay, the judge does not know that. Oh, sorry. Well, there you go. You know, Paul, I <laughs> I can relate to yeah. your your angst about those gnomes. Uh-huh. I, I, I understand that. You're Fucking like, gnomes. I, I get it. Damn I, it. Paul, I understand. Like, we all have these things that kind of, like, ignite us or trigger. I guess gnomes trigger you. Yeah. Right. They, they do trigger me. Right. But I, I don't think yelling at the judge saying, you don't know the gnomes like I know the gnomes, motherfucker, <laughs> was the way to go. Well, I was triggered. Yeah, I think it was probably it was probably when you called him a cocksucking <laughs> fathead. Like, like, what are you, Alec Baldwin? Who swears like that? I was in character. Well, anyway. And I also didn't know those were his gnomes. Yeah. Whoa. That was a twist. The, the, on the bright side, though, you'll get some, uh, you know, some much needed rest and relaxation to just sit on the couch and stuff. But watch me do this. I'm going to step out. I'm going to step in. I'm going to step out. I'm going to step in, huh? Yeah. Rub it in, Cation. I'll remember this when I don't cast you as the spunky loudmouth lady sidekick. Hey, Pepitone, Dana Gould, Ian Abramson, Ron Lynch. Hey. Hey, I'm glad you guys could make it. Hey, man. Um... Hey, thanks for having me. Sure, I guess you have to. You better get visitors, right? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't well, been, you haven't been to any of my parties in the past uh, six months. No, well, I've only been confined for three days. I I didn't come to your oh <laughs> I didn't come to your parties because uh, of another reason. <laughs> um, uh, hey, Paul. Okay. I, you know, I, I I know we're friends, but. Uh, you know, I'm part of uh, Neighborhood Watch, and I actually just got promoted to the title of Bright Eyes. And, uh, <laughs> and so I really, I, I want to say that I love you, but um, I just want to make sure you keep that ankle bracelet on, and Dana, watch your step as well. I mean, you're, you're in the house, Paul. You're, you're enforced agoraphobic now. Yeah. Well, it's time to work on your crafting. <laughs> Way ahead of you. I crocheted this uh, ankle bracelet toity. That's great, but I could have gotten you a better deal downtown. Yeah. <laughs> if you tried J.C. Penney's. Hey, guys, uh, we're on ice. I'll be right back. I'm going to go out to the uh, corner No, store. you're not. No. no, that's the whole point. No, Paul, that ankle bracelet, oh. it'll do something to your leg. Yeah. I think they just give you gout from a, a machine. I keep forgetting yeah. about the... Hmm. So you can't leave the house? How far can you walk out Let's your front test door? It. Ready? Yeah. Okay, opening the door. And okay. I'm taking a step. Ow! Oh God! I didn't know it gave you gave you a shot. Oh wait! Oh, it Oof. hurts. Oh, I thought it just tells them that you uh, walked out of I, your house. I, I oh. must have the deluxe model. Have you tried going out the back door? Uh, let me try it. Ow! Nope, doesn't work. <laughs> wow. Oh really? Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to see. <laughs> you I guess. Son of a... You tried going out the window? Uh, hold on, let me try mm. it. Hold on, there goes the window. Ow! Ooh. Now mm. we've we've uh, we've tested the horizontal limits. What about the vertical limits? Let's try the chimney. <laughs> Let me get the ladder. Don't walk too close to the front door. I mean, it's... I just learned that lesson, Susie Nakamura. Okay. Just stay, just stay. I don't want to get you in any more trouble. Just So just stay confined. All right. Most people have to wear an ankle bracelet. So why is that around your forehead? <laughs> uh, I did not read the instructions. Oh, so it is an ankle, ankle yeah. bracelet. Oh, Paul. Yeah. Little, 
that looks got a little headache. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paul, put it on your ankle. This All looks, right. It looks really uncomfortable. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Oh, that mark is going to be there for a while. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, Brian Kiley, welcome to my home confinement party. It's great. Uh, this is, it's, you've, you've always been kind of a homebody. Yeah. This is kind of the perfect crime, if you think about it. Yes, you're right. You know? Yeah. It's ingenious. How do I get that? Well, there are a few garden gnomes I missed. Excuse I'm just uh, trying to get this back. Uh, it turns out the ankle bracelets go on your ankle. Oh, it's beautiful. I can't leave the house, but. Right, uh, but. And but you know what? It slips right off, so. It does. I should let probably. Me, let, uh, me, let me try it. Yeah, put it on. All right. Great. Oh, Boy, no, you, you can't get it off. Oh, I'm known for my chubby ankles. I should have said <laughs> something. Yeah, that's what, that was in college. That wasn't, wasn't that your nickname? Old chubby ankles. <laughs> well, chubby ankles, uh, there's food in the fridge, and uh, help yourself to the TV, and I'm going to go out for a while, and uh, <laughs> I'll see you later. Hey, it's Timson and Hobbs, the caterers. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you helping me out with this because I couldn't go out and get any of the hors d'oeuvres. No problem, of so, course. Whatever uh, you need, Paul. I mean, you know, we're here to help yeah. you. We're not here to hurt you in any way. Or, All right. You know. We have your back. Yeah, Thank whatever. You. And we don't. We never believed in the verdict. We yeah. thought you were innocent the entire time. This is bullshit. I know. It's and bullshit. we have got your back, okay? Thank you. We weren't the best witnesses on the stand. I admit that. Yeah, you know, that didn't a, help. I just follow apart. When you told those... me that how much I hate judges. Mm. I just, you know what? I get, I... I just can't lie. I mean, I just can't lie. All right. You don't mind if I call you Blabbermouth 1 and Blabbermouth 2, do you? Well, well deserved. Exactly, yeah. Mr. Pickpocket. <laughs> Oops, did it again. <laughs> he did it, sir! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not the best defense. Then he said, what's your name? He did it, sir! Guilty! If you guys were crime-solving caterers, mm -hmm. uh, what would an episode be like? Oh, an, an episode of Timpson and Hobbs? Yeah. Crime-solving caterers? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Hey, Hobbs. Yeah, what's up? The chief says they got a problem downtown. Oh, yeah? We'll solve it. Okay. Looks like people are trying to switch out pate with spam. No problem. Let me get out my paper and pen. What's that noise you're making? I'm solving it. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Hobbs. Thank you. We did it again. Woo! Woo! Problem now solvers. We did it again, we did it again, we solved that problem, we did it again. That's pretty good. Thank you. I hope the network passes on that one. <laughs> hey, Dana or Eddie, could you get the door? I'm afraid to get that close. Yes. Oh, hi there. Julie Cowan and Wendy Liebman. Hey. Hey, Paul. Hey, guys. You know, Paul, I really think you could have avoided that ankle bracelet if you just didn't keep slapping the judge with a trout. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it I thought it would lighten up the room, you know? I don't know. You gotta be careful, you know, a judiciary isn't just a tribe of animals <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Speaking of Africa, I have an idea for uh, the cop show I'm trying to pitch. Dana, you'll appreciate this. What about Ape Law? The, the Ape Law, the Dr. Zayas Mysteries? Yes. Where Dr. Zayas is a mystery novel writer who yeah. lives off the main coast? Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what the problem is here. The trick is there were two men in this room that was locked from the inside and they were both found stabbed to death. This is good because we are ridding ourselves of the pestilence of man. What do you think, Sheila? <laughs> the Dr. Zayas Mysteries. Eddie, if you had to pitch a detective show, how would it go? I think mine would be um, 
Mannix on opioids, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Uh-huh. And how would your theme song go? I'd be a really good Mannix. Uh, you think so? Yeah, because I was once on a plane, and before we took off, I started chatting with the woman next to me, and then we had a get off the plane, that it changed planes and get back on the plane an hour later. And by the time I got back on the plane, I knew everything about this woman just because I Googled what I knew about her. So your detective show would be The Googler. <laughs> the Googler, <laughs> finding shit out about you. Uh-huh. And how would your theme song go, Wendy? Do, 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 Like that. Right. That rocks. That's good. You're not, you're no Michael Post. Who's that? He's the guy that did all those theme songs. Oh, oh. Googling, Google. <laughs> Google it. That would be your catchphrase. Google it, Dano. Googling, Googling, Googling. I would have a very tough exterior, but very <laughs> squishy insides. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would play by my own rules. Uh-huh. But in the end, it would come around and seem as if I had been playing by the rules all along. <laughs> Maybe we could team up. <gasps> I love that. I'm on right? the streets. You're on the computer. Well, that's the, good. The perps are on the run. I know some people over at uh, Quinn Martin Productions. <laughs> I'll uh, give them a call later. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Like uh, This would uh, be good. You're the one who has like, a family to protect, and I'm the one with nothing to lose. <laughs> you try and keep me grounded. I try and lift you up. You know, you're like, I don't know what we're doing in this abandoned warehouse. I'm like, this is my house. <laughs> I get a percentage of this because I really think. Oh, you're the police chief, or, Paul. Or, or, I, or I just want to walk on character. Oh, the police chief? Yeah. You're the, you're the best Googler and street woman I've ever seen. You're fired. Turn in your Google. Ken Rogers and Stephen Wright, what would be your perfect crime? My perfect crime would be to stop all of time. And then start it up so fast that nobody noticed. <laughs> that would be a perfect crime. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer. That is a perfect crime. I don't know the answer. That's a good one. What I totally you, understand it's it. It's not even a crime, though. Oh, well, it'll be a well, crime. <laughs> because while you stop time, we're gonna. Uh, the rest of us are going to steal everybody's things. <laughs> well, I've, I've uh, said this before. Uh, to me, the perfect crime involves... All it involves is a time machine. I go back, I get baby Adolf Hitler... And I use him as a club to beat baby Charles Manson to death. <laughs> it would look weird in the moment. You just have to calm the crowd down. It's okay, it's okay. I'm from the future. Oh, my God. The perfect crime would be the one where even when they catch you, it's okay. Oh, kind of like impeachment. <laughs> I've actually committed the perfect crime. Ooh. I stopped paying my psychiatrist. He took me to court. I pleaded insanity. (laughs) That's good. That's a 35-year-old joke. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Perfect crime would be steal things that people have lost. (laughs) Yes. See? Yes, you could never be. You're stealing it, but they don't know they lost it. You didn't didn't steal it. You just found it but didn't give it back. It was just stealing. That is perfect, Ken. Thank you. I want to hug you. (laughs) Well, okay. Stephanie, what would be your imperfect crime? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, uh, indecent exposure. Oh. And, then, oh. and it turns out it's okay. decent. 
And that would be yeah. The, you're like yeah. that's not bad. <laughs> 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 I can't even get arrested for a decent exposure. People are like, no, that's all right. That's pretty tasteful. Yeah. Tony Kameen, Will Weldon, Mark Fight, Jim Turner, and Martin Olson. I didn't see you come in. Hey, Paul. How's hey, it going? Paul. Come in out of the cold. No, it's so nice out. I, uh, yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. Well, it looks like it's going to rain. Too bad you can't get out there. It's beautiful. Yeah. God. Rub it in, Tony. So what happened? Uh, how did Good it... old home confinement. I hadn't heard. I mean... Uh... Hey, wait a minute. Is that the judge over there? Did he come? He fucking come. After he sentenced me to home confinement, he said he appreciated my guff. <laughs> oh, no. I Thank like you. your bracelet. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, you it know. hums if you put your ear up to it. You're really at uh, taking yeah. lemons and turning them into um, something else. <laughs> it, it looks kind of cool on you. You know what? What would be cool is a big one, a bigger one, like on your neck. You know, like one of those electric oh, yeah, that dog colors. That'd be a good fashionable thing. You could pull that off. Yeah, I like jewelry. Jewelry, jewelry. <laughs> jewelry. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big. Uh, I don't like tattoos or jewelry or anything. But you like an ankle bracelet. Well, I don't like it, but I have no choice. That's court well, order. Wearing it. Electronic, huh? Jim. It's electronic. It's the, I know, you know he's wearing it. Do. He must like it. He's not wearing it for fashion. He's wearing it because he got in trouble for Although, those notes. Although, I've kind of gotten used to it, and I'm thinking about getting one when I'm uh, when I'm done, you know? Yeah. Hey, Paul. Valerie Brayman, you're just in time. This baby comes off at midnight. Oh. Yeah. Then what? What are you going to do? I am going to... Not, actually, there's a good movie on, so I'm going to stay in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it cool if I grab a beer? A beer. Well... Uh, well uh, Why isn't there any alcohol? I wasn't able to get out. Oh, so you get didn't, anything. So, I was so hoping this, people would BYOB like they usually do at my parties. So clumpy milk is basically all we get. Clumpy milk. It's delicious. Mm. Just chew it a little bit. Mm, can I have one? Hey, is the only booze that goes with milk? Uh, uh, white Russians, what's that? Oh, yeah, that's vodka, right? Yeah, vodka goes with everything. Yeah. Cereal. Oh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. This is the most boring party I've ever been to. <laughs> I'd get the hell out if I could, but I can't. You can't. No. Oh, I wish I was dead. This is a good party, though. Great party. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of break my heart. So speaking of laws and order, do you guys have a creed or a code? Mail it to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. What's the difference between a creed and a code? A creed is a boxer. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, that's a that's a movie reference. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. A code is, uh, I think a creed is something that's personal. A code is something that's uh, uh, societal. Ken, what's your creed? My creed? Yeah, what creed do you live by? Be nice to a point. Be, be nice to a point. Be nice to a point. Oh, that's interesting. To the point where I don't feel it's beneficial to me. After that's no need to be nice. <laughs> Stephen, you seem very ethical. What's your creed? I would say be nice uh, to everyone on the earth. Which would take so much time because it's what eight billion people. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. It'd be nice. You couldn't to even do it, really. No, no. You're gonna have to. Be, not you, that I'm a nice guy. I mean, there's only someone's you know, gonna get left out, and then they're so, gonna think you're not a nice guy. Yeah. There's no way to do it. Yes. Yeah, so so be, that's be that's nice right. to as many people. Touch as many people as you can before you leave. I mean, legally. <laughs> Just do what you can do. Chuck, my creed actually is, a job well done is its own reward. Just kidding. Who wants to blow me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. What are your rules of the road, and what are your house rules? Well, clean as you go, I think, is, is <laughs> the number one rule. <laughs> Cleanliness is next to godliness, and busy hands are happy hands. Uh, my rules of the road, 10 and 2, not on the wheel. That's when I drive, between 10 and 2. <laughs> no, rules of the road? Yeah. It would be keep your eyes up to the horizon, right? And then 
keep your dick in your pants? <laughs> you have to remind yourself not to have your penis hanging out when you're driving, Martin? It's a big problem. It's out right now. <laughs> That's the whole point of home confinement. It's just like prison without other people there to make love. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, Paul, home confinement is just like prison, except you don't get beat up and, and, and raped in the laundry room. Or maybe you do. Where is your laundry room? <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I, I know that, that sometimes in prisons, you know, guys get lonely. And I just want to say, if, if, if this gets to be too much and, and you need, like, a favor, um, I, I'm, I'm there for you. And I, it, it'll, be totally, it'll be totally cool. It'll be just like... You know, you're gay for the stay, but you're completely fine otherwise. Guys, I just want you to know that this leaves the room. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one more. Describe your ideal cellmate. Transitioning. (laughs) From what to what? Uh, I guess from a man murderer to a lady murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Have any of you guys ever accidentally wrecked something that uh, no one saw you wreck and you Mm. slunk away? Yes, a, uh, a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to that one. No, I, um, I've wrecked, uh, you know, basically all that I've come in contact with. Yeah. And that goes from, you know, the school system uh, right up, right on, right up into the present moment. At this uh, podcast that you're wrecking? Yes. Got it. I liken myself to the anti-Rumpelstiltskin. Where I can take anything that's gold and turn it into straw. <laughs> I I can't help but think of the lady that botched Jesus. That lady that that fucked up Jesus in Spain. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I feel like I've done something like that and don't remember it. <laughs> I think I think I do that every day of my life. <laughs> Fuck up something somebody else made. <laughs> Kathy, I bet you have a guilty conscience. I leave notes on people's cars. I, I tell people that I do things that, that they wouldn't necessarily find out about. I, I always do that I can't because I can't live with myself. One time I took my mother's Buick LeSabre that had a vinyl top. Remember vinyl tops? Oh, yeah. And I took it to Great Adventure Amusement Park and took it through the safari ride, and two baboons started mating on the roof. Nice. <laughs> and I felt terrible about it. I felt horrible about it. But it was a great adventure. <laughs> Look, it was about comfort, and they felt comfortable enough to do it on the roof, okay? And I'm sure they didn't feel guilty. Kathy, I bet you're like me. You constantly feel guilty just because... Oh, my God, Paul, of course I do. Constantly. <laughs> you can't put your finger on it? Constantly. Yeah. I can put my finger on it exactly. <laughs> I did a lot of shoplifting as a child. Really? Anybody else? Brian, were you a shoplifter? Uh, I did when I was young, yeah. Really? Yep. You? Well, I took... Uh, it would be like a couple candy bars. Ooh. I, I took yeah. like 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 a Mars bar. I didn't take a hundred thousand dollar bar because that's a that's, that's, that's a class A, a felony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you must have shoplifted. Oh yeah, got caught. Were, were you good at it? What? Or I guess no, not. got caught. Got caught twice. Wow. <laughs> it was just goofing around. We would steal walkie talkies and stuff like that. <laughs> and then the shop owner would call you up. <laughs> hey, uh, I I know where you are. I can hear <laughs> hear you around the corner. <laughs> yeah, we were so stupid. We just uh, didn't just drop the walkie-talkies and run away. We actually took a vow. You got us. Here we well, are. Well, that's kind of honest. Maybe it's just you have character. We were honest criminals, and I think that's, that's why I grew we, up. That's what's missing in the world today. I shoplifted as a youth. Really? What would you steal? Army men. Did you get away with it? No, I got caught. That, that doesn't end there, Paul. 
I stole records when I worked at Tower Records. Really? Yep. And you, so they're probably one of the reasons they went under. <laughs> How about you, Paul? Um, have you ever been arrested? I've never shoplifted. That's a weird thing to say when I've asked you if you've ever been arrested. You just I've, point no, out to one crime. So that's the only crime you yeah. haven't been arrested for? Methinks the lady doth protest not enough. I've stolen things, but only things that no one would notice were there. Like ladies' hearts? I once uh, was working in a building, and I found an old burglar alarm underneath the dropped ceiling. And I just stole it because I thought it'd be <laughs> ironic. To steal a burglar alarm? Yeah, I still have it. That is ironic. Yeah. When I was 12, uh, my friend and I went downtown Des Moines to Yonkers, and that was the big department store. Oh, okay. And I stole a flashlight. Then later, I had it at home, and I was acting weird about it. Um, the telltale flashlight. Yeah, it, it was the telltale flashlight. And my mom said, where did you get this? We didn't have a lot of things and didn't have this, a lot of light where did this flashlight come from <laughs> she said did you steal this and she took me downtown and we went to the security department in yonkers and there was this very stern looking guy and he kind of gave me what for and and that was that and i think after that i wasn't Interested in stealing anything again? That's kind of like an episode of Andy yeah. Griffith. Something <laughs> it's Opie, very Andy Griffith. Opie would have been in that situation. Yeah. It is so Andy Griffith. Did you ever kill a bird with a slingshot? <laughs> <laughs> did you have an Aunt B? <laughs> did, did you, was there a Floyd, the barber, that would <laughs> oh, touch you so. inappropriately? Yeah. Otis, did you hang out with Otis? <laughs> I was a shoplifter. I got caught once when I was 10, and I told them that my name was Mark Webster. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was wearing my brother's old clothes. <laughs> was there a real Mark Webster? Yeah, yeah. He he had pushed me into the creek the week oh, before. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. That's right. Revenge. That's what I said. Revenge. <laughs> I could have said Brian Anderson. That oh, guy was even funny. meaner. Yeah, but here's here's what how what happened was our neighbor walked by when they were putting me in the cop car, and um, my neighbor goes, "Hi, Jackie," and uh, and I burst in tears and I go. I am not a boy. I am a girl. My name is not Mark. It is Jackie. You know what? That works for me, too. <laughs> That'll get you out of, out of some yeah. problems. And then the cop let me go. Oh, Aww. wow. Because, again, tiny white child. Help me out with some cop show pitches. Here's my idea. It's called Hard Target. Uh, we would work at Target. <laughs> uh, mine would be more like uh, SWAT, but uh, it would be just called Sweat. It's just five guys in, in dark clothing going, it's hot today. <laughs> cop block. <laughs> <laughs> cop lock and every and every week would be a guy's just about to get laid and then a cop shows up that's hilarious cop lock and how would the theme song go uh it would be just the rockford files oh jimmy <laughs> i'd get up to the to the scene of the crime and i'd go Ew, somebody else handle this. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> and what would your theme song sound like? Um, she's queasy. She's queasy. She's very, very queasy. <laughs> it sounds like the Dick Van Dyke show. I'll do a BBC one. Okay. And it'll be like one of those crimes and mysteries. Uh-huh. Really esoteric person decides mm -hmm. that they're going to start solving crimes. And so uh, I'm going to be Hempworth. <laughs> Hempworth. <laughs> Hempworth. Yes. 
Are you working on the crime? Oh, yes, the crime. Damn. <laughs> Damn it, man. Mm. Um, I got an animation app, and now I can make your mouth move. <laughs> Hempworth, get yourself together, man. Something like that. <laughs> oh, that is Hempworth all the way. Yeah. Have any of you ever committed a crime other than shoplifting? My lawyer has advised me not to say anything. If loving you is wrong, then guilty as charged, sir. <laughs> why are you asking? Why, why is this coming up now? Why is this coming up? Just wondering, you know. What the fuck? Have you guys ever committed a crime? That you could admit in a podcast that no one will listen to? <laughs> mm, uh, well, yeah, nobody's going to listen. You're right. Murder <laughs> one. <laughs> Are you wired? No. I'm not wearing... Feel, feel me. I'm looking... Oh, hello, mister. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm... I am not wearing a wire. Could you please speak into my collar? <laughs> I said, are you wearing a wire? He's not no. wearing a wire. I cannot admit to the crimes I have committed unless I know... You're not wearing a wire. <laughs> Ladies? Have I ever committed a crime? Well... Not felonies. <laughs> little tiny... I like to call... Like, like big little... Like like little tiny crimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just little... Tiny murders? Yeah, tiny little murders. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Buddhist, if you, you swat a fly, that's, that's a murder. That's why Buddhists always have bugs all over them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that time that I just kept all those library books after I checked them out. I mean, they were just piled up in my... Uh, you still have them? Yeah. In Encyclopedia Brown, it was like th volume Ooh. three through eight. I just <laughs> kept them. <laughs> I'm kind uh, of interested. Yeah, they were pretty good. I I did do something over seven years ago. I did I did it. Um, what? I My neighbor's dog couldn't stop barking, and it was like 10 p.m., and I was like, ah, oh, it'll stop, it'll stop. About 1, 1 a.m., I went out to my neighbor's yard, and uh, I... Her dog wouldn't stop barking. Oh, don't. You should not tell this story. And I I threw down her trash can. You should not tell this story. I threw down her trash can. That's all. I'm telling you. That's you all I was saying. I'll, I'll tell this story, though. I, I was a middleman on uh, in the Kilo of Coke deal one time. Oh, don't tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was in the trash can that she threw down? <laughs> you should tell that story. No, it, that was horrible. I had nightmares. I was like, I could never be a drug dealer. I don't know how they'd sleep. I couldn't sleep. Come on, tell the story. No, I don't want to tell the story. You know, you've said enough. <laughs> we'll have some people look into that. <laughs> okay, there was this time that I was a mule. Anyways, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, an actual animal, not... Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Halloween. Would you pay a guy to get your dumb kid into college? Oh, right. I would have to pay a guy to get me a kid. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't pay to get my smart kid in college. How about that? College is a scam. Yeah. I don't believe in college. <laughs> I, I don't either. It's uh, a weird waste. Yeah. It seems like a way to uh, pretend you're still in high school. Yeah, exactly. I I'm glad these celebrities are getting busted for this bullshit. I'm glad. And America is too, because everybody hates a rich douchebag celebrity. Uh, you think so? Oh, you mean they, they, they're going to wear their... Their children's education like an appendage? Yes. Yes. Oh, you mean like a piece of jewelry? Because yeah. that's exactly why they were paying exactly. to get their kids. It wasn't so their kids, because their kids wouldn't have a decent life or they wouldn't make it or be successful unless they got into this Ivy League college and so they had to cheat. No, they read it. They did it because they wanted to go around to their social parties and brag of their kids going to Georgetown or Harvard or wherever the hell they had to pay to get their kid into. That's what this was all about. This is just another vanity play of Hollywood shallow people. And everybody 
everybody was surprised to find out that someone like William H. Macy would be involved. He, he, he seems like such a decent guy. He's a, he's a pretender. That doesn't mean he has actual integrity. We'll be back with more of the Jimmy Dore Show after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, the only thing that stops me from paying someone to get my kid or kids in college is the fact that my sperm is no good and I cannot have children. <laughs> Dana, would you? Well, I am in the process of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you shop yeah. around for yeah. a college cheat guy, or are they? Ar- yeah, I'm. Well, I've uh, I paid upwards of fifty thousand dollars to get my son Rufus into the one of the finest clown academies in Bulgaria, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he showed up in a car, one of those tiny little cars, and he was the only clown in it. Like he can't do anything, right? Oh, good. I paid my wife thirty-five grand to homeschool our kid. <laughs> Brian Kylie, have I asked you yet to make your best cop show pitch? I think I would be like like with the canine unit. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? And what would it be called? It would be called Good Cop, Bad Dog. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? And the dog solves all the crimes? I and you pee on things? I wouldn't want to be the cop. What I'd like to be is the guy who does the chalk outlines. <laughs> oh, that would be a great show. Well, just a show based on the outline guy. Yeah. And he'd be making fat jokes like, oh, I'm going to run out of chalk on this guy. You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, there's a, and there's his boss is just this nasty guy. He's like, I don't think his ears were that big. <laughs> Lay off, Murray. <laughs> and he could be like a, he was like an art major in college. And now he's a, the chalk guy. You know yeah, I mean? his, out, his outlines are works of art. But uh, there's like a backlog <laughs> of uh, bodies on the street. <laughs> I always wanted to do a show, uh, uh, you know, the FBI and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want to do a show called The Bureau of Weights and Measures. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, your scale's off by three grams. Quick, run! <laughs> oh, he's got Larry hostage. <laughs> Don't make me do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you'd be going to supermarkets around the country? Yeah. Like that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Like delis and things? Like a stakeout. Yeah. And they would have actual steak. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly. I, I, I love the bureau. <laughs> I love the bureau of weights and measures. All right, I like chalk guy. All right, I'm gonna go get a pen to write this down. Hmm. Somebody left a message on my answering machine. Hey, Paul. It's Paul Andrews from Televisio Media. Uh, just a heads up: we are no longer looking for law and order shows. We're moving in a new direction. We're now kind of looking for sexy doctor series. All right. Okay, I'm looking forward to your super creative pitch. All right, bye-bye. Sexy doctor shows. Hmm. Hey, everybody. What the? Paul, you're not wearing any pants. Who needs to be operated on? He's a sexy surgeon, a super sexy surgeon. He's not wearing pants. He's a sexy surgeon, and you know that he is urgent. Everyone to dance. Get down. Stand. Turn your head and cough. Code red. Everybody flatline. Nurse, close it up. 
This episode of Look Who Showed Up was written by Ian Abramson, Valerie Brayman, Tony Kameen, Shuli Cowan, Jimmy Dore, Al Ducharme, Mark Fight, Dana Gould, Chris Hobbs, Jackie Kishan, Brian Kiley, Karen Kilgariff. Paul Kozlowski, Kathy Ladman, Wendy Liebman, Alyssa Lim Paris, Ron Lynch, Jane Morris, Martin Olson, Susie Nakamura, Rick Overton, Bernadette Polly, Eddie Pepitone, Kenneth Rogerson, Chuck Sklar, Mike Timpson, Jim Turner, David Earl Waterman, Will Weldon, Stephen Alexander Leo Wright, Steph Zamorano. Look Who Showed Up was edited by Paul Kozlowski. Produced by Mike Timpson. Executive produced by Randy Haskins. And engineered by Gary Zabransky. Look Who Showed Up was taped at the Floyd Lippincott Jr. Studios in Los Angeles and at the Bridge Sound and Stage in Boston. Sexy Surgeon Music by Pete McEvely. Special thanks to Martin Olson and his piano. Das is good enough. To subscribe to this podcast and for more episodes and cast information, go to paulkozlowski.com.